I'm not much of a pitch kind of guy, uh, but for some reason, Richard Maguire's um, here felt like it would be the easiest pitch that I could possibly come up with. So historically, I've brought a number of dinner party conversations and pub conversations to an ear-splitting silence when <laughs> asked about my research um, on a guy called Henry Green. That's the silent moment. <laughs> and they look at me and I go, no, no, not Graham, no. Uh, and that's, yes, he was a sort of chum of Graham Greens, but he was quite different. He was one of the bright young things. He was best man to Evelyn Waugh, yes. Uh, uh, he hung out with, uh, with Nancy Mitford. They were great friends. And then I sort of go, but he's not one of those writers. You know, there's more to it than that. He's more of a pro stylist. He's a high modernist. Uh, he was described by Terry Southern as a writer's writer's writer. <laughs> and the conversation is still sort of waiting for me to invigorate it once more. Um, so then I go, but it's really not that difficult. It's... it's um, uh, there are lots of writers who love Henry Green. John Updike says that he learnt writing from Henry Green. Um, Sebastian Falks, he's a big fan, he writes all the introductions. Uh, and I go on, and, and I'm always trying to sort of find a way into my sort of passion. Um, in fact, pitching Henry Green always made me feel a bit dirty. <laughs> It was a bit like I was shaming my audience for, uh, for not knowing who he was, that they were a part of a problem for not understanding or not having read this figure, Henry Green. Um, and I was including them in that. Um, and then I was a bit nervous that when they went to read him, they might not actually like him as well. So, um, so I'm not pitching Henry Green today, you'll be glad to know. Um, but I don't need very much time to pitch um, Richard Maguire either. This is, this is something totally different. This hardly has any words in it. This is probably something that you've not heard about, but there's absolutely no shame in that. It was published in December last year. It's still only in hardback. And the author, Richard Maguire, hasn't published anything mainstream before, although he is pretty well known in cartooning circles with lots of publications in The New Yorker and The New York Times and Le Monde. Um, so this is rather lovely because I'm just really excited to share um, a book that I've already bought six copies of and given to a number of friends at great expense. It's £25 a pop. And I tell you, on a teaching fellowship, that's not a lot. That is a lot, even. It's a big chunk, whatever. <laughs> um, not only this, it's only £1 per year that it's taken Richard Maguire to put together, though. 25 years it's taken him to produce this. So how do I describe it? On the one hand, it's a coffee book table of art. Something that you can pick up, flick to a page, and explore at random. 
Each page is, quite simply, a thing of beauty. Watercolours that depict, as the blurb states, the story of a corner of a room and of the events that have occurred in that space over the course of hundreds and thousands of years. So yes, this is the same picture every time you turn. It's just in a different temporality. So it might be a room in 1973, it might be that same room in 1903, it might be that space in 5000 BC, it might be that space in 22,112. It's that same space over and over again. And so in some ways it's a bit like a flip book or a flick book where rather than reading the pages left to right, a viewer stares at the same location of the flip book as the pages turn. And by means of what's called a persistence of vision, holding that same point, multiple thousands of narratives unfold. But it's more than this, too. The Dauman Kino, or the Thumb seminar, Cinema, sorry, um, is too dated an, an, an analogy because these spaces resemble, as one looks more closely, something much more contemporary. The proliferation of drop-down screens and pop-ups that we see daily uh, on the screens that we um, are so obsessed by. So this mixture of image and text is, in its entirety, something much more than a flip book or a coffee table book of art. In its entirety, this is a devastatingly complex, deeply conceived visual thesis on time, on humanity, on the environment, on the Anthropocene. As well as that, it's a visual thesis on storytelling, on chronology, on life. So like me, you will have been mesmerized by these individuals talking about narratives and journeys and being accompanied on the way. This is something somewhat different from that, but it's equally mesmerizing, because this is waiting to be brought to life by you, the reader. As Chris Ware states, comics are an art of pure composition, carefully constructed like music, but structured into a whole architecture, a page-by-page -page pattern brought to life and performed by the reader. A colourful piece of sheet music waiting to be read. With here, Richard Maguire has created the most beautifully rendered sheet music to what quickly becomes an achingly complex performance. There are no translation issues here. There are hardly any words. 
This is about immersing in the multiplicity of moments that are placed before us, whether we choose to create a grand narrative from beginning to end, or whether we seek to trace that through multiple palimpsestic sort of um, immersion into a text in ways that I can't think of any um, text that I study in terms of words that one can do that so immediately and um, sort of deeply. So, please go and read it. <laughs> 